Welcome to another episode of Sim Sunday's podcast. This week, I'm actually remote out here in Las Vegas, which is supposed to be sunny, but it's actually been kind of abysmal weather for me. Tom, how have things been for you, sir? Good. Well, we're still in Newcastle, and the weather is abysmal, which is how it's meant to be. So all's good. Hey. (laughs) Well... You know, we're we're switching into the sunnier seasons to where it's a little harder for us sim racers to sit in a rig and just kind of look outside and go, oh, it's beautiful out there. But this week you had actually a pretty cool guest to, on the show that you had a conversation with. Who did you have this week? So this week we had Jessica Ball, who is a bit of a legend when it comes to league racing and especially league commentary um, in the F1 circles. So she's commentated for PSGL. WR and uh, One Hub Racing, and she's also the founder of One Hub Racing. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, it was great to chat to her about the league racing side of things. We've had a lot of esports drivers on, so it was nice to to speak to somebody who's kind of very involved in our world. Very cool. Well, I'm very excited to hear the episode. So everyone else, enjoy watching or listening, whichever platform you choose. Okay. Well, Jess, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Sim Sundays. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, it's great. It's great to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, not at all. And I understand that you're celebrating as literally yesterday you announced that um, you are part of the commentary team for PSGL season 33. Yes, I have. I've been a part of the PSGL commentary team since season 26. I've, and I've been managing the commentary team for quite a bit since I've been season 29 and 30. And I, this will be my third season commentating on the top tier on playstation and it's uh something a league that i've joined um in the lockdown phase in 2020 and uh i didn't want to leave so i'm carrying on doing it (laughs) nice nice i noticed that you said that you've been managing the commentary team now that sounds like a different set of skills is required to manage a group of commentators than it is to just commentate yourself how is it managing commentators because a lot of tiers right there must be a lot of commentators that you're that you're coordinating there yes because there's there used to be a time where there was just one platform i started at psgr with just on the playstation back in 2020 and then towards the start of 2021 that's when they started to bring the pc side and they got the likes of george morgan and jack canan commentating for them and and they got lots of like esports drivers in there so it's pretty much growth from strength to strength and they kind of saw what how the PC side was growing, so they wanted to bring more tiers in um, on the PC side. So that kind of meant um, people managing more commentators, and it got um, quite hard for um, uh, Connor, who owns PSGL, to manage. So he hired uh, someone else to to begin with, and then he he couldn't do it. So uh, Connor was looking for a head of commentary, and I stepped up because I did um, had some experience at One Hub Racing, which is a league that I own currently as well um, as a, of uh, head of comms as well. And uh, Con- Connor was like, "Yep, yeah, you, you're in <laughs> without um, a, a deep on into or anything." Nice. So that was nice. Um, the hardest thing though is the amount the amount of tears I have to manage in terms of commentary and pleasing pleasing everybody because you you don't have just manage yourself because I'm obviously commentating as well. I'm doing my own tier. I'm doing my own thing. You also got to make sure everyone else is doing okay each week. They got the right assets. They got mentioning the right sponsors. They're not saying anything that they shouldn't be saying, um, which could be bad for the reputation of the of PSGO and stuff like that. So, um, so I think uh, this time we've got um, trying to remember we've got six PPC tiers which are streamed, and then we've got around about nine this season, which on PlayStation which is streamed. Put those together. There's quite a lot for us to for me to manage so it's it's just about maintaining the standard making sure they are okay and also about the welfare of the commentators really because um if they're Mm. shrugging a little bit i could just go to them and um, see what's wrong and stuff like that yeah i mean given how much commentary you've done and how how much league racing that you've you've seen i imagine they're coming to you quite a lot for advice right yeah, they are. And there's many different advice that I usually give them when I when I start commentary. And um, usually the first thing that I advise them to do is to make sure they're prepared for anything they do. It, I think it's paramount for any stream that you know about the drivers. You know about the drivers that are commentating in that tier. 
So from my personal experience, because obviously I want to give advice about my personal experience as well, I... I started I started to produce a spreadsheet for every commentary I do and, and it's usually three commentaries a week that I do. So I, I have a spreadsheet of the drivers, what team they're in, and there's usually like a list of questions that I ask at the beginning of the season like where were you last season, what are your expectations and who your biggest rivals are and also the challenges and what tracks and stuff so that's kind of like a good base to work upon and then we can look back on, on it at one point of the season and say hey we are a track that this person doesn't like for example we'll be addressing to see how well they do and um, I also have the strategy uh, in there as well so it gives me an idea of what strategies the drivers will be uh, racing on as well and also facts about the track because there's been times where we had to either restart a lobby due to desync or connection issues or something like that. And you always have to find something to talk about when there's mm. dead air and it is very, very hard. So I think without that preparation, when you have moments of dead air like that, you're going to be sat like, like uh, I don't know what to do next. So mm. the number one is preparation. And if you uh, uh, fail to prepare, you fail, you prepare to fail basically. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I guess, um, I guess, like desync issues and lobbies crashing is the sim racing's version of a red flag or or waiting yeah. for the rain to stop, right? How have uh, how have you dealt with F one twenty two? Because it's it's had its challenges, right? It has. I think a lot of people seem to find a lack of motivation. I think for F one twenty two, I think in particular the drivers, but also the commentators as well, because for the leagues that I manage the commentators in, there, there's been some tiers where it's hard to find commentators at the moment due to the lack of interest for some people. But but the amount of commentators that we do have, um, they are interested and they want to uh, make sure that they bring out the best in the racing. And so, most people are here because they want to see good racing. But there are some drivers that just are not enjoying it um at all we got less pc tiers than we've uh had in the last few seasons because of that they're losing that motivation and i think it's usually about bugs that are in f122 at the moment they are hopefully fixing them for the next game but i think there's some that just keep coming in time and time again that few people are a bit frustrated um about and and it, and it, get, it gets annoying as well as a viewer and as a commentator if you see desync whilst you're streaming you got to maintain that professional outlook because sometimes mm. I want to rant at the, the game or something like that, but I can't because I'm a have that sense of authority as a viewer. I had to keep on going and be professional and stuff. So I think it, it's a shame because I think the last few games, I think F1 2020 was a lot better. I think more people were interested in the game a lot more. F1 2021 was okay as well. But mm, I think it definitely F1 seems more stable. Yeah, I think... A lot more people, I think, seem to be disinterested. I think the ones I've spoken to um, early, early, early on, they, they go on to like sort of iRacing or um, uh, ACC or stuff like that. But I think there's a lot of my friends that still do it because we just love to race. We don't care if there's any... Well, we still care if there's bugs, but we just love to race because there's nothing else to race on. If we race on an older game, it's like inaccurate so we, we 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 still race and again the same for me uh, there's nothing else to commentate for me because i specialize in f1 and we, we still i still like to keep going in that sense but it is and it, it, it has been it has had its challenges i had lo lost my motivation myself in the last couple of months but sort of i i gained it back i think at the start start of this year i, do, I don't i don't know why maybe because uh maybe because obviously it was a new season and um a lot of uh, mm. a, a new year and uh, a lot of stuff that could be on on the pipeline. <laughs> so, what would you like to see different then, other than the obvious in terms of it just kind of let, let's take we all want it to work as given. What else do you think you want to uh, see more of or, or better in F one twenty twenty three? Well, I think from a commentator's perspective, the fact that I hope that we can get to see like the tire wear um side of things because without that um sort of element you're not able to see oh this person's on puncher territory their, their tires are gonna die at any moment or something like that mm. and we can only mm. see that if there's like someone that's coded a nice program um externally which has got this nice telemetry and all that which we use for certain leagues but 
there's people that don't have the money to pay to external providers to get that telemetry. So they 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 don't have that that luxury of seeing the tire wear and stuff. So it'll be nice to see from the spectator. I think the spectator mode needs to have a bit of a overhaul because it hasn't changed much. I think I think F1 2020 it hasn't changed that much at all. But I think mm. uh, from a from a driver's perspective um, and as a league perspective as well, um, able to see um, the to uh oh chat the penalties and add penalties if necessary um in game post race as well uh because there's some yeah. stupid penalties that people get there was one i was commentating the <laughs> other day where they got like a five place grid penalty when they were under ai and and the qualifying was finished so we had to restart it for that reason it was ridiculous so that so, so, so yeah, it would be nice to get that it would be nice to get that um removed and the ability to click a button to restart a lobby <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be that would be really nice. Or, or ideally, we wouldn't need to restart lobbies. But you're right. Uh, that would be nice, just in case we did. Yeah. So I notice, um, I noticed on your Twitter then that you've got head of commentary at Visceral Racing, One Hub Racing, PSGL, and then it also says you're an EA and Codemasters content creator, part of the EA Creators Network. What does that involve? Well. It's a it's a long story. I have started um, the well. I joined the EA Creator Network in December of 2021 and um this guy from co-masters uh james who is a very lovely guy from co-masters um approached me wanted to do some stuff for me to do some stuff for grid so i saw his tweet it was like we're looking for more content creators to join the creator network to be a part of grid so i showed him his stuff i showed him what my main content was um because i didn't want to just do commentary i wanted to share my outlet outside of that as well um to get more people into the games and i think a few hours later jane james was like uh we like your stuff um you're in and uh it's basically um trying out stuff um which um um it's unreleased to the public yet and get, getting feedback and that is very very good um to give people it's sort of like a marketing uh platform as well um for people my viewers to see actually this is coming out soon if you want to buy this check this out as well and we were able to see preview builds of the f122 as well um see the new like hybrid cars before everybody else try out certain aspects of the game and showed what we like and dislike and stuff like that and we get to collaborate with different content creators we get to uh, provide feedback to the likes of cody's um for any any, any changes and, and if and if there's anyone in our community that um wants to suggest anything we can pass it on uh, their behalf and it's generally a nice uh, network to be in as people in here like team at marduk however and dirt chocolate in there as well and uh there's quite a few more creators that have uh, applied recently and joined recently and it's kind of hard to get into you gotta have a established following um on what either like twitter youtube tiktok uh, or twitch to join in network in the first place i think without that following i had as a commentator and my following on twitter or youtube or whatever i don't think i would have had uh, the chance to join um the uh ea creator network um and uh it's just it's just nice to get more people viewing my content also helped shape the F1 games as well as, as well as shape maybe uh, for future F1 games to come. Yeah, um, obviously I can't say too much about obviously the games games in the future, but um, they do. Uh, commonly ask us for any feedback on on certain features and we are and we have a child at certain things before it got released like the the grid legends dlc um a few that were out recently we were trying it out and see uh what what we liked and disliked and stuff like that and we there's certain opportunities that we get with them to um there was a Dan, daniel ricardo challenge uh, where we had to do a hot lap see if you can beat daniel ricardo's hot lap time which was really really fun to do i was quite slow but um it it, it, it was just nice and i got paid for that opportunity as well which which was good and i also got um to be a part of the creator race off as well in uh 
in July in London, which was a last minute thing. I only found out a few days before. So I only had time. I only had a few days to book hotel and book uh, travel and stuff. But uh, I actually got to meet some of the creators that inspired me when I first started content creating and commentating and uh, race with them face to face. And it's just, it's just nice to get those opportunities. I think I feel lucky to, to be a part, part of that really and help shape, uh, what what what's what's to come as well and uh um it, it, it it's just it's just nice if you see um what what what's being put into like patches and stuff that you feel like you're being uh listened to as a creator for some of these things um so i noticed that you uh used to stream quite a lot on twitch and actually you had loads and loads of followers um on twitch uh and then you seem to make a move across to uh youtube and obviously it's been growing slowly uh, since the move what was the reason for going from twitch to youtube um i think the main reason is the amount of um commentary commitments that i have already that i've already streamed anyway and the amount of races i do it's just f- finding that creative freedom to uh put out put out a stream find two hours of my already busy schedule to go and stream something on my own accord i usually like to stream like if there's like a new f1 build or something like that if cody says you it, it, it's your chance to, to stream like maybe the, the the preview build the f1 game i would do that but i think the main move for you for youtube is because um um I can pretty much edit um, the content if I make a mistake, for example, um, like I say things wrong or I bl- I'll blabble on about um, a particular topic uh, for a long period of time. I could just edit it out and uh, make it into something more appealing as well. Um, so I, I think I think I, I think I use I used to stream where my commentary commitments were quite low when I was commentating for smaller leagues, but. Now I've obviously got like management responsibilities, the PSGL and uh, One Hub and stuff like that. I just don't have the time to. I wish I had the time to, to uh, stream on Twitch. I also got a full time job as well, um, working in communication. So I just, I, I just don't have the time to fit Twitch and um, anything else into my old busy, busy schedule. I, I wish we all had a, a infinite amount of time, but we don't. I think in the future I would like to do. Um, at Twitch again, so I spent quite a few years building up my followers and uh, doing some really good my team streams, some open lobbies and stuff like that. But uh, um, I, I'm just more focused on the commentary side and just uh, racing uh, with friends at the moment. And obviously, since joining the Creator Network, I've been more inclined to do um, YouTube and uh, um, and, I, and I'm starting to do a bit more TikTok as well because that's growing and I kind of want to grow as well. So, yeah, I think it, it's just the time really more than anything else. <laughs> so you commentate in the evenings and at weekends for PSGL and when you're not commentating, you're communicating. So I was about to ask, what is it about commentating that you, that you enjoy? But it sounds like communication is your thing. It's about, I love being enthusiastic about a particular sport and sharing um, a passion on it as well because I like to show um, to make people happy about certain things and to um, make people want to watch back their races and make people watch back a certain event for example that's uh, memorable Um, and I think communicating I think is a very important part of that i used to uh obviously do some online radio back in the day as well before i started sim racing and commentating and i also did um performing um amateur dramatic uh theater companies as well and i think that was to share my confidence and passion about a certain topic on stage and i thought why not combine the two of them into the world of commentary but online and i think without that obviously in the covid world i probably would have been done doing a nothing unfortunately but uh yeah it's just it's just uh sharing the passion really of uh the sports everybody else and make people uh want to either buy the game or uh sign up to a particular league as well because the good thing about league racing is not just uh one one tier where it's a, it'll fall of esports drivers right there's lots of tiers where you can get involved which has a different you have lots of different skill levels there's 
some there's some leagues which has you can you can run all assists. There's some which has line early. And there's some which has uh, no assist at all. Um, and uh, you, no matter what, you'll find a tier that's guaranteed to fit um, your skill level. And then if you're too fast, you get moved 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 up up a tier again. So. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it's, it's, it's about uh, making it accessible for all and uh, making sure that they are um, enjoy, enjoying it as, as well. Because I, I, I like it and I want to get more, more new fans and uh, existing fans as well to enjoy the sport as much as they can. So where did your passion for motorsport come from originally? Well, it was from very, very young. It was when I was uh, three years old and I saw my mum and dad watching a documentary on um, Damon Hill when he won the world title in 96 and it, it talked about his journey and stuff. And I was walking downstairs and I saw um, um, a lot of car noises and uh, a lot of people racing. And I was like, oh, that's uh, that's fun. So I thought I may, I may as well watch them uh, more motorsport and more Formula One. That's how I started with Formula One. And um, there was another video I was watching as well, the, 90s, the, the F1 97 Hungarian Grand Prix. I don't know why that video was taped, but I, I, I just got so fascinated <laughs> about that race um, that I wanted to watch more of it. And I got, I, and I remember crying because Damon Hill um, dropped from the lead of the race to get second due to a hydraulic failure or something like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Damon Hill was my favourite driver at the time and that wanted me to watch it, um, I think, until this day, really. And uh, when I started in the sim racing world, because of the fact that you can commentate on many different things like Project Cars and ACC, it got me to watch more motorsport in terms of uh, um, Le Mans, uh, endurance racing, GT racing, um, Formula E as well. So I think because of sim racing, I was able to uh, get better equipped to watching uh, more motorsport other than uh, Formula One. And I particularly like the endurance uh, scene at the moment as well with um, I ra- I racing as well. I-, I like watching the WEC as well um, on uh, uh, Eurosport. So uh yeah, that's how I got into uh, the motorsport uh, side of the thing. And, my, and also my parents have been interested in motorsport um, since I was young as well. So it's just nice to have uh, that support as well. We would, we would watch it on a regular basis downstairs in the living room and uh, um, share that same passion. And uh, it's, it's great to share the same passion as your family, I think. Yeah, that is a pretty wholesome family activity there. So is there any ambition for you to go and... Um commentate for anything else other than f1 you said it was your specialism and the only thing that you're commentating at the moment but have you got any ambitions to to branch out and try something new well i have tried a few things in the past again i just uh haven't had the time to try it again i would like to try it again um if f1 seems to quiet down um i tried last year a few years ago i tried a bit of a um acc commentary um i commentated a few of the sim grid leagues um back in 2021 i did some more female racers uh commentary for a few rounds which was really fun um i was commentating for a bit for apex racing tv for a bit of the i racing stuff the formula renault and stuff and and towards the end of last year i did a bit an i racing broadcast at watkins Glen with uh, uh alex goldschmidt which you know uh who's uh who's who's a very mm. nice bloke which i uh first got to know in same grid and stuff but uh I still, I still like to branch out now and again, but um, F1 is my main thing. But you got to stay, I think, tapped into the uh, other sims as well, just in case like F1 has his uh, problems. And uh, it's just, it's just nice to improve your skills, um, not just in F1, but in in other uh, sim racing uh, um, as uh, as well, because it helps you improve as a commentator. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's so different, isn't it? F1's certainly got a very distinctive character. Like people, people are. Yeah, the, the shorter tire life, I think, kind of adds a an element to the race that you don't necessarily get in endurance racing, where most of those tires could do an hour at least, an hour and a half, um, if you if you're being if you're being sensible. And also, I think more people understand the strategy of F1, so it's it's immediately more accessible. Yeah, I think because of that. Um, how I'll drive to survive thing. I think we're starting to get a few more 
fans from America. We're getting a few more fans from uh, our current generation as well, which is very, very good. We're starting to get more females into the scene, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And that's all because of the current technology that we have with the likes of, obviously, um, Netflix. So, of course, F1 is accessible because of uh of the fact that it's just like you, you get you start on the hards for example you may go on the mediums until the end of the race and then go on softs it, it is quite easy whereas endurance racing you you you've got to talk about a different part part parts of an endurance race it may not be that uh simple sometimes and uh you can't do it all in one sitting it's 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 definitely not for any motorsport mm. you it, it takes a while to get used to it, uh, what, what what certain things does. That, that's why I think when I first was, watched endurance racing, I still came out of it thinking, oh, what what, what, what does this do? And then the next race, I, I wanted to find out a bit more about what this thing does. And then the next race, I wanted to find out more about this this as well. And it just it just takes time to uh, um, find find your interest, I think, in a certain sport. And then once you know a, a, a whole thing about a sport, then you start to get, I think, interested in it and i think that is why i think having new fans is important because uh that way that the bro- the broadcast can be tailored so everyone will know a bit about 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 about, about the sport and i think i, I like the tech talk so uh, that they do on f1 tv as well where they explain about certain parts of the car and uh david croft always tells you about short about full qualifying they always tell you about the format every race because you never know what um who uh watches the the broadcaster who is who is a new, new new fan especially the american fans we had recently uh which is uh really great to see and i like the fact that we have three new american races i think coming up this year so uh it's great to see that we've gone a bit more global and not just a european uh setting i think yeah, 100%. It's interesting what you say there about kind of informing. I think it was Murray Walker that said that the job of a commentator is to inform and entertain. Yeah. I suppose that puts quite a lot of pressure on a commentator <laughs> to understand everything that's going on uh, around the track, both in the garage and in the car. Yeah, it is quite difficult. And uh, When I started commentating, I, have, I never did any sim racing. Um, I just relied on people's career modes and about the strategy in that way. And uh, there were times where I did not prepare and it did not go well. But I, I then <laughs> a year a year later, I decided to uh, do, do a bit of sim racing to help with my commentary. I thought, just do one season and then uh, that's it. I would better understand uh, the sim racing side of things. So I can become better equipped as a commentator. And it did it did help me help me about learn understand the tires uh, the, the the strategy the track layout as well what what parts of the track were difficult and stuff like that and uh, I, I, and it also helped me understand what goes on in the real world as well oh actually I know what it's like for the drivers because I I raced on it in a sim for example but obviously it's not going to be the same as uh, the real thing and then I think after that season of sim racing. I was like, you know what? That was actually a bit of fun. I want to do it again. And I was like, I'll do it for another season. See <laughs> how it's bug. like. And then, and then, and then, yeah, and I got the bug and I just keep doing it. And I've been doing it, I think, since 2019, 2020. And I just uh, had that that sense of community. Um, it, uh, uh, you know, it's just with every new F1 game, there's always a different in the handling, in the model, the difference in the strategy as well. And I think with mm. me still racing, I think I can understand what the drivers feel like because... I'm racing as well, even though I don't use the same assist because most of the leads I commentate on, um, it's PSGO especially, they run no assist and, and I still run assist because I'm I'm rubbish and uh, I, I, I can't run no assist at all because I end up spinning every five seconds. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was just nice to... you <laughs> Yeah, it was just uh, nice to have that understanding um, as a commentator because I, I experienced it myself. As a, as a sim racer, and when I watch uh, F1 now, I can understand. I can understand it more because um, obviously of the F1 game, and uh, I, I feel I could be better equipped by watching the F1 stuff and then bring it back into my commentary as well. So, uh, yeah, I never thought mm. that sim racing would have helped me as a commentator, but it did. <laughs> Do you think that's generally the case with um, commentators in the real world? Do you think that? generally speaking commentators who have been racing drivers before are always better than a commentator who hasn't driven before well 
I've got to bring back Murray Walker again because uh, Murray Walker mm. didn't race and he was able to uh, bring such lovely Murrayisms that you uh, know and love. And he, and he knew everything about the drivers, he knew everything about the track and he didn't have to race. But the lead commentator really doesn't need to know well, he needs to know a bit about the sport, of course, but doesn't need to know about the niche detail. And then you have someone who is the co-commentator, the colour commentator, as it were, who knows a lot about about the sport, knows about the technical side of things, knows about the strategy. And uh, that's what like, the likes of Martin Brundle comes in as well. He, he, he raced uh, before as well. And uh, I think one person that I like the co-commentator who I wish he, he would do more is one of my all-time favourite drivers, Jensen Button. Uh, when he filled in for Martin Brundle, mm, uh, he was just great. so excellent because he had experience of uh, the modern F1 cars in the hybrid era. So he was able to bring that expertise. And he was obviously the ambassador for Williams as well. So... Uh, I think just have, having that knowledge of someone who's been there, done that as well, can help bring the uh, broadcast to life. Same with Nico Rosberg as well when he was filling in for it as well. So, uh, yeah, um, y- y- you don't really need to know much to start with, but as long as you're prepared to know about a sport and uh, educate your viewers, I think that's the best bet. And I think having a co-commentator that knows about the sport and has been there, done that, even if it's not F1, it could be like, um, GT GT uh, racing or W series like Naomi Schiff's uh, uh, example as well. He, mm. She was absolutely brilliant um, in her first year. She was fantastic. She did get a bit of backlash from some haters on social media, but everyone does. But um, the way that she adapted it straight in and was able to um, wanted to learn a bit more about the sport and she was able to apply her knowledge, what she learned in W series racing into F1 and uh, she fitted right in and I think she did uh, I think she's done a brilliant job and I would like to see more of her as well and uh, with that type of stuff and uh, uh, I can see she does more because she was uh, doing the Mercedes launch with uh, Natalie Pinkham as well yeah. so uh, yeah yeah I um, thought she was absolutely so, fantastic yeah both of them were so uh, yeah it, 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 if you if you want to build if you want to be a commentator um, you don't have to know the knowledge straight away because otherwise uh, we won't get as much commentators now. But as long as you're prepared to uh, know from other people and uh, prepared to put in the time and effort in, then uh, you, you, you'll you'll be a good commentator, in my opinion. Uh, and what do you prefer? Do you prefer being a lead commentator or a colour commentator? That's tough because um, it does depend on the person you're, you're, you're with because as a commentator, you have to learn to adapt um, your style to uh, whoever you're commentating with because otherwise it sounds uh, very weird because there's sometimes that I prefer lead and there's sometimes where I prefer colour commentator. But most of the time I do do lead because obviously I stream. It's not like ACC mm. or iRacing when um, someone else does the streaming for you so you can concentrate on that. With ACC and iRacing, I prefer, I prefer the co-commentator because I'm not that confident in that area to be like, oh, let's be lead. But I'm all right to be a co-commentator and able to bounce, bounce with each other. But uh, um, with F1, I, li- I, li- I like a bit of both. There's some bits of lead commentator that I'm stronger that than co- the, the, being the, co- the co-commentator. But there's quite a lot of analytical stuff. A co-com that I'm much better with the, with the lead commentator. I still, I'm still rubbish at sometimes at doing starts. I don't know why. I always <laughs> tend to get my words wrong all the time. And every time I watch back, I'm like, oh, I did that start awfully. Or, or, or there was one time where I'm muting my mic at the start and my co-com thought That's that... Not ideal. Uh, uh, yeah, my co-com thought that um, his Discord went or something like that. But no, it was muted. But luckily, I only noticed it was around Austria. It was a sprint race because um, F1 introduced uh, the sprint race to the game, which was really good. Um, I, I mean, I, I, luckily, I noticed as we were heading around turn three and I was like, oh, sorry. Uh, um, this person has had a good start. But yeah, I'm rubbish at doing the start for some weird reason. Um, but, have you got a signature? Uh, have you got a signature intro? I always tend to comment uh, to copy David Cross. It's lights out and the way we go. But I'm trying to uh, uh, embed something else. So it's like it's go 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 or something. It's a uh, uh, and and um, we're underway here at Belgium or Austria or something like that. So uh, yeah, I always try to do something different. But then 
some some instinctively without thinking i end up saying crofty signature line which gets a bit annoying after a while but um i, I don't want to spend like five seconds thinking about the swap say at the start when the start's already happened so you have to take what comes to mind but yeah still working on on the on the start on the start how to, to comment out on the start but it gets better with practice uh really as well so <laughs> So have you any ambitions to take this anywhere? Can you see yourself doing this as a full-time job eventually? Have you have you looked into like, you know, like Alex Goldschmidt obviously does a lot of karting commentary, so he's able to do it full-time or or touring cars or club racing. Is it have you have you looked into doing any real world uh commentary to to, to take this full time? I think every commentator's dream is to do it uh full time and permanently because um it's something that I'm passionate about and uh every evening when I commentate if I do commentate it's just something that I want to keep doing again and again and again um but obviously not do too much cuz I get burned out and stuff but uh one of the things I want to do is commentate on F1 esports uh, the pro series um mm. that will just be my dream if not interview and any any of the drivers or something like that in, in in on camera and stuff like that that would be amazing it does take time it will take time to get to get to that goal if i do achieve that goal but that'll be something i definitely uh want to do because we saw george morgan achieve that goal so mm. um so he kind of inspired me i want to reach that goal but i know it will take time to reach it but in terms of real life stuff it's kind of hard because I live in a certain part of the country where it's too far to get to anywhere. I always have to stay at a hotel in the nighttime if I want to mm. commentate in real life or go and see friends and cart somewhere. And uh, yeah, I would like to do it. But if I want to commentate on karting or something like that, I, I've got I've got to, I've got to find some time to time. Obviously, stay the night before, commentate on the day, then stay the night after. So you're already ra- you're already. Uh, I need to book like three days off work just to commentate on karting. But I, I would like to commentate on some karting. It's just the nearest ones at Fruxton, and that's about three hours away from me, which is quite quite a while away. There's no um, circuits that have commentators, which which are in within my radius. Unfortunately, you have the indoor circuits, but it's not the same thing, mm. uh, really. And uh, um, it, it's it's obviously if I. If I have the chance to do it full time, I would. Um, but it's just obviously the commuting cost would be, I think, a bit too much. But yeah, I think my main goal will definitely be uh, um, F1 F1 esports commentator or interviewer or host or whatever. That that will be something I really want to do, and uh, that can branch my career even even further. So. You must have been watching the ESL R1 series with interest then, because th- this feels like the first time that sim racing has taken a stage of that size, where if other series follow suit, there's going to be more and more opportunities to do large-scale uh, commentary gigs like that. ESL uh, F1 was uh, R1, so I can't... Well, I, I would be talking about F1. It's, <laughs> um, that that was absolutely <laughs> brilliant with how uh, the production was organised as well. The fact that they got commentators who have breathed uh, the commentary scene for a long time is just good. I think they got two well-known commentators, uh, one um, from the likes of iRacing and ATC, and then you got one from F1 as well. And that would bring, I think, everybody from the F1 side, from the R Racing side, from ACC side, to a, a sim which which uh, is uh, pretty much only exclusive at the moment. And I think that's uh, very, very good that literally a, a new sim can pretty much have that high profile. I think uh, uh, early on, I think, I, I think I, it's just I like that sense of community in the chats as well. Saying, oh, I think I, I've generally I've seen on Twitter and on on the Twitch chat some general positivity about ESL. R1 with how it's delivered and stuff and obviously the host as well especially Luke Crane was fantastic as well it was well it was well put together I liked the format as well there were times where it was a bit too long but they did put the highlights out recently for ones who didn't want to watch it live but want to watch it um, in their own Mm. time and stuff but there were times where it was a bit too long but um, it's understandable it's a big LAN event, um, there are LAN events like uh, League of Legends or something or uh, um, CSGO, which lasts for a long time. So it's understandable. But uh, yeah, it, 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 it's just nice that it can be done, that we are starting to get LAN events again. 
I do hope F1 Esports go back to land because I started watch the I watched the first F1 Esports. I remember the finals were in Abu Dhabi in the F1 w- weekend and they uh, and they had uh, a big crowd and stuff and that was so cool and uh, I, I just wish mm. we went back to that. And then there was at the Gfinity Arena as well. I uh, I remember helping doing the cameras at one event. And then there was one event where I was in the audience as well and uh, watching it live as it was happening and seeing uh, the drivers um, either, either um, uh, basically love it, loving the, the pressure of land events or people absolutely hating it. And uh, we get to see what, what they're thinking in the moment as well. And sometimes you get to hear um, some people uh, be like, oh, uh, a swear having a, and they have a swear word in there. I was like, oh, I made a mistake. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I kind of wish more um, Sims do it because I think Rensport has definitely set a benchmark, I think, for uh, many LAN events to come in the future. So uh, I really do hope we get to see more from, from, other, LAN, from other Sims like ACC and iRacing um, again and F1 as well. How do you go about getting yourselves getting yourself in front of these events? Like how, how do you do you reach out to this sort of event and say that hey, I'm here, I'm a commentator, I love what you're doing, I'd like to get involved? Is it, do you actively reach out and try and get involved in events, or do you wait for people to kind of spot you or find you or recommend you? Well, I think the most imp- the crucial part of applying for certain commentary roles and certain events and stuff you don't wait for an opportunity to come at you because there's nine times out of 10 that um, you may not get noticed in a way. So I think the main important thing is um, sending a showreel of your, of your main stuff, your most recent stuff to uh, certain companies and certain people that might be interested in you. Like like last, a few years ago, I sent it to SimGrid and, a few carton circuits. I didn't hear from any carton circuits, by the way, but it was just getting my name yeah. out there. That even though it, it might have been a no, then it might be a yes later on down the line. So e- even though there may be some people that might have seen your stuff and saying, "Oh, would you like to commentate at this event?" I think I think it's important to get yourself out there. Apply apply for this certain uh, um, opportunity. E- email them, even though they they don't publicise it. Email them saying that you're interested in maybe commentating in real life or uh, helping out at a certain event and, uh, and 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 see what they do really. But I think that's why league racing is just so powerful. Getting that experience because back in the day, uh, with the likes of uh, Jack Nichols who, who 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 started, I think in a supermarket supermarkets commentating, uh, doing some uh, radio stuff in there. Um, it, it was harder to get a break into commentary without doing like journalism or um, having a, a specific contact or, or, or already and uh, applying for this stuff. But with league racing, I think more more people are starting to get recognised for these events, like George Morgan, like like Lewis, like uh, uh, all, all these other amazing people, um, and. Um, and uh, it's about getting that experience from early on. You start with that slow, smaller league as well. Um, I, 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 start, I, start, I started the deep end that I shouldn't have done. If I, if I was to turn back time and do commentary, I'll be like, hey, I, I, I will start with the smaller league and have less pressure. But yeah, most people start with smaller leagues and they go to uh, the, bi- the bigger leagues once they get more exposure. And then by then, hopefully, they would have the complete package and then they would... Uh, hopefully go on to do like the top tier like PSGL or uh, well uh, WOL or something like that and then you get to a point where George is where you can get to commentate on F1 uh, esports because of the platform you've built um, in uh, in league racing as well so it's about finding those opportunities and not uh, waiting for them but you do get some opportunities just by the, the, the work that you're doing as a commentator already. So what have you c- coming up? What's on the horizon? Have you got anything anything big to announce this year or, or, or any series in particular that you're focusing on? I kind of wish I had some big announcements. That, that'll be uh, <laughs> good. But uh, like you were saying at the beginning of uh, the podcast, we've got season 33 of PSGL starting very, very soon. Um, pl- uh, by the time that this goes out, the placements would have been announced and uh on the next day i'll be commentating on the first round of the season which is around spain so uh 
yeah, that 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 that's very very exciting. Um, I, I'm commentating on VSL at the moment, which is on Wednesdays. They're still doing their season at the moment. Um, no, nothing much else really in t- terms of that. I still do the regular league races every week at the moment, and uh, with the league that I own, one hub racing, we're starting to put some plans in, in motion about future seasons as well coming up. So, uh, yeah. Uh, nothing that big to announce, unfortunately. I wish I did. <laughs> so we've spoken a lot about um, your commentary role, but what's it like running One Hub Racing? How, how is that? Because it's quite a big community, right? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't even count how many uh, uh, drivers that we have racing there. But it's been. A, it's been. I think in uh, we recently, I think a few few seasons ago, we had uh, our 25th anniversary, and we've we've just finished our uh, 22nd um, season. And I think it was my first season um, being an owner or co-owner of a league because I did get approached by the two of the league owners who wanted wanted me to join join them um, to co-own the the league because there was one person that was uh busy with his job and uh he he wanted to step step not really step aside but uh just uh, uh have some extra bodies in the way as well and i think after that this season i have the 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 biggest respect for any person that owns a league because it's harder than it than it than i than i than i thought because there may be sometimes where uh there's hardly any attendance in 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 a race and you've got to figure out oh why is this or something like that but nine times out of ten it's all people lost motivation in a game and um there's also sometimes i think there was one incident in the middle of january where we had to deal with a um a cheater um, we had to ban them as well, which was quite difficult because we respected that person. And uh, yeah, and and uh, we we um, uh, we can't just rest on our laws. We've got to think of new ideas um, every season. And it's just it's just it's just hard harder than it is because you also got to balance your roles uh, um, as a as as a driver as well. Not um, have um, any impartial biases uh, uh well i have any uh biases towards other people because otherwise uh, it will look you as a bad owner as well and uh um you gotta think why is this not working and what you could do to uh improve as uh as as, as a lead to get these ideas because some leagues that always do the same thing every season and they always think, oh, why are we not getting any uh, any uh, drivers? And that's because they're not uh, taking forward on what the drivers want to uh, see in the future or have any new ideas. So we always try to introduce something new for every season to try and get those those uh, viewership. Um, and uh, you you always get certain drivers that do not follow the rules and certain uh, people that are not enjoying their, their roles anymore. And... Uh, and uh, um, it, it 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 was a very very challenging, but a, a lot of fun as well. Because you get to see your ideas come to life, and uh, you you get to see uh, um, all your hard work paying off, and you get to help uh, um, develop something which a lot of people enjoy and uh, race for fun as well. And uh, we we always try to listen to drivers about what they think about certain things and uh, improve it for. Uh, future seasons to come to make to make them want to come back to race uh, to race with us as well and uh it's uh something i never thought i, w- I would do because i thought i'm just a commentator and a league racer but uh um it's uh I- again after the end of today well at the end of this season i do have a biggest respect for league owners because it's hard so jess thank you very much for joining us today it's been really really interesting hearing about your uh your commentary roles how you tackle that how you managed to build uh one hub racing um, and good luck with season 33 of psgl if people want to find you or want to get hold of your show reels or, or find you on social media where should they go well um my main platform is on youtube so you can go youtube.com slash jessgames95 my twitter has the same handle and so does my instagram so uh yeah you can check those three platforms out if you uh want to find out a bit more about me as well and uh you can uh Check me out uh, mainly on uh, P- um, PSGL's YouTube channel uh, every Monday night at 8 p.m. 
Great. Well, I am going to be tuning in because I actually really like PSGL and WOR. Their race is so much fun. There's so much energy in the commentary. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward <laughs> to, to watching along. But Jeff, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to chat to us. And um, I'll see you during your next commentary gig. Thank you very much. Cheers. Wow. You know, how do we get to be advisors or testers for an F1 game? That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, that was very cool to hear about. It was, it was cool to hear how much like insight uh, Jessica got like as the game was coming to release. But then interesting like how much they took on board what she was saying. And it's interesting to see that the F1 game is really reaching out to like the community grassroots level sim racers to get feedback. Because you kind of assume that it would be this like closed group of like game testers, like you know, like those people that you hear about who are literally professional game testers and you're like, no, that's not yeah. the best thing. Like those, are, those jobs don't really exist. You just assume that it's it's people who test all sorts of games all the time and don't necessarily know the ins and outs or get into the weeds of like the league racing uh, side of a game like F1. So that was very cool to hear. It was also incredibly inspiring to, to hear just how passionate she was about everything she was saying. Like, she just went like you could tell she was a commentator because you'd ask a question and she was just off because she had <laughs> so much to say, so many opinions on everything, which was awesome. So yeah, her um, her passion and enthusiasm for for sim racing and league racing and F one was pretty infectious. Yeah, that. <clears throat> well, I hope you all enjoyed listening or watching, whichever you chose. But this episode is sponsored, of course, by Track Racer. Once again, we appreciate their sponsorship throughout the growth of this podcast. And, of course, Gridfinder. If you're looking for a sim racing league to race in, if you're a driver, go over to Gridfinder. We have thousands of leagues in all the different sims for you to join up and find that perfect league, that perfect night for you. Or if you're one of the league owners out there that needs to recruit some drivers to fill your grids, go list yourself on Gridfinder. You know, we're just on the cusp of releasing a brand new version with a lot of great dun, dun, new features dun. for you leagues. So keep an eye out on that. Otherwise, anything to say, Tom? Any final words? Um, final words. Mm, I, I tell you what, we've got some amazing guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yes, we do. The next couple of months, like big, big, exciting guests. That's all I'm going to say. Well, Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever your platform of choice is. And we will be back next Sunday for another episode of Sim Sundays. Thanks. Bye.